Hi, welcome back to Wildflower Women. My name is Megan Prince-Wheel and you have tuned in to week five of 1 Corinthians 13. Um, we are breaking down each piece of 1 Corinthians 13, love is, um, what love is and what love is not. And this week we are talking about love keeps no record of wrong. Um, this is, this is another one of the, if you've heard, if you've listened to the previous, um, episodes, there've been a couple that kind of threw me just a little bit, but I knew God had something to say. I knew the Holy Spirit was speaking, but I wasn't quite sure how it was going to come together. And this is one of those that I was a little, uh, Okay, God, how are how are you going to make this fit with what I believe that you have spoken to me um, in this? And so, he he's faithful. Uh, God is so faithful, and I I feel like I'm I've, I've I've heard what he how he wanted to make it come out, and um, um, I'm excited. So. I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. The last couple of episodes, I have gone much longer than I wanted to. Uh, but so this this week, I'm going to try to keep it in the time frame. We are only going to break down this one little piece of the, of the puzzle here. Uh, we're not going to do two, but we're, we're just going to do this one. So um, hopefully we can get through it and in the right amount of time here. So, uh, so, so if you, if you've been listening, then you, you know that we are going, um, with each of these little pieces here in how they relate, uh, in relation to us and others, and then us with God and then God with us, uh, because God is love. And so each of these things that love is and love is not, it is God is, and God is not, or God does not because God is love. And so we're breaking these down, and the first one here, uh, this one, this was the the easiest as far as love keeps no record of wrong, us to others is is the easiest one, and one that I I have to constantly work on, and I feel like sometimes I I do I do really good, and then I forget. And I find myself, or I hear myself, saying things that prove that I'm, I'm keeping record of wrongs. Um, but this is this is about forgiveness. Keeping no record of wrong is it's about forgiveness, and it's about um, grace. It's about uh, mercy, and at least in the way that the way that I see it. Um, the way that it makes sense to me, but in keeping no record of wrongs for others, um, I feel like a lot of times, especially if you're uh, married or um, if you if you've been in a relationship with uh, your your boyfriend or fiance for a long time, and and you've had those moments where you get into an argument or even, even just a friendship argument. But I feel like, uh, um, relationships as far as uh, husband and wife or, um, boyfriend, girlfriend type relationships are more often this type of keeping records because 
there's just there there's so much more uh, personal, and there's such a vulnerability there. But keeping a record of wrong, and, and like I said, this is this is one that I hear myself, um, even just this morning. And honestly, I will tell you that this morning I heard myself and what I said to my husband and I realized oh yeah today's the day I'm going to record the the episode on keeping the record of wrong and that is exactly what I just did right there um but I I feel like in in explaining how we keep record of wrong I know you've probably been in a moment in a place where you had to forgive somebody uh where somebody hurt you and you had to forgive them um and you may feel like you, you're not holding that against them anymore. But an easy way to check to see if you are keeping record of wrong is to watch what you say and watch or to listen to what the words that you use. And, and I know that, um, that it's it, for different reasons probably you're not supposed to use words like always and never. Um, because nothing is always the same and normally people don't ever, never do things or something never happens. Uh, so you're just not supposed to use those. I know like writing in school and paper, writing papers and things that my instructors and teachers would always say, don't use always or never, um, because they don't always fit. (laughs) Um, so the hearing myself this morning and and I said you never and just saying that saying when we're having a conversation with somebody and maybe we're we're in an argument or either a disagreement or maybe we've been hurt but to keep no record of wrong you cannot use you always or you never because if you say you always do this you always, and you know, something simple, you always leave your, your shoes in the middle of the living room. And maybe that's, you know, something that's a, an issue for you. Obviously not an issue for me if you've ever been to my living room because my shoes are pretty much everywhere, but you always do this. So when you say something like that, when you say you always, if you were not keeping record of wrong, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't remember that it's ever been done before. If you, you never, you never do this. You, you're never there for me. You're never this. You're never that. Um, but if you weren't keeping record of wrong, then you wouldn't have a never to go to. Um, it would just be a, hey, can you, you know, the shoes in the living room, it really bothers me. Can you um, make sure that you put your shoes up? Or, hey, I really need you. I really need you to hear me right now. That statement, there's more evidence in that statement that you're not keeping record of wrong. And being able to do that is it's hard, Um but love keeps no record of wrong, and there's a lot of verses about forgiveness. There's a lot about a lot of a lot of things that we read about forgiving others, and um, 
you know, forgiving as Christ forgave us. And, and there's verses that, that say if, if we don't forgive, God can't forgive us because we, we have, he has, he can't forgive somebody that, you know, that, that won't forgive somebody else. And I, I think it was actually this morning, my, uh, what I was reading in the Bible in my morning devotion was, um, the story of the, the, the ruler who had a servant who owed, however, like I think 10,000 shekels or whatever it was. Um, and he couldn't repay it. And, and the, the ruler, the master said, you know, we need, we're going to sell you and your, your family to pay your debt. And, and the servant begged forgiveness and said, you know, please, please give me a chance and I will pay you every single penny. And the master forgave that. And then the servant went out and found somebody who owed him something small, just a small amount. And he said, Hey, you owe me this, pay me. And the other, the other servant that owed the first servant, he said, I'm I'm so sorry, please forgive me. I give me time and I will repay you everything. And that first servant that had been forgiven so much refused to show mercy and had the second servant thrown in jail until he could pay it. And the master heard of this and he's like, no, this isn't happening. You know, how you were forgiven. I forgave you. And if I can forgive you as much as you needed forgiving, then you should be able to forgive others. And that is what we should, that's, that's what we need to remember. Um, even in those moments of of a heated argument or a disagreement and like I said with with um, husbands and wives especially it it's it's so much more um, intense I guess or it, it it's so much heavier but trying to keep that in the forefront of your mind that there is nothing that your that your husband has done uh, that is that exceeds what God has forgiven you of um, we, even, even the best person in the world is sinful and in desperate need of forgiveness and desperate need of the, of the blood of Jesus to cover their sins. And so just trying to remain mindful and, and something as simple as removing those always and nevers in our conversation with, with someone when we're hurting just taking those out, just being mindful of those words and removing that and not not coming at someone based on a previous encounter, not, not, not coming at an argument or a disagreement with something from the past in mind. Because when we do that, we bring more hurt into the situation and we remind that person of things that they have probably already apologized for. Um... And if they apologized for it bef- the last time, there's no need to bring it back up. There's no need to remind them uh, because that is, that's not what God does. And we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but just working to keep no record of wrong. And it doesn't mean that, that when somebody hurts you, that you have to continue to let them back into your life and give them the opportunity to hurt you. But it just means that you love. And when someone asks forgiveness, even uh, in, I think it was Peter asking Jesus, you know, what if, if my brother offends me, do I forgive him seven times? And Jesus said, yeah, seven, 77. 
time, you know, time seven, you, you go more and more, more and more. You keep coming back. And when they ask forgiveness or when they say, I'm sorry, you keep forgiving and you keep picking up and saying, okay, I forgive you. Maybe, maybe you don't let that person get as close to you. Obviously, if it's your husband or your husband, you know, or fiance, you you let them back in because that's your helpmate. That's the person that God has put in your life. You can't just say, okay, I'm not going to let you get close to me, but I'll forgive you. But, but it just in, 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 um, friendship relationships and things like that, maybe you don't let them give them the opportunity to get close enough to hurt you if they've hurt you over and over again, but you never withhold forgiveness. You always forgive and you always remain faithful and you remain in that place that if somebody needs you, if somebody is, is in need and they've apologized, or even if they didn't apologize, even if they just hurt you and walked away, if they call and they need you, you don't say, you don't look at that situation and say, no, because you know what? The last time you didn't do this or last time you, you were, you did this or when I needed you, you weren't there. That's not love. Love, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love, love, all love is so much, but it is one thing love is not is love is not holding a grudge and love is not remembering someone's sins against them because we forgive and we move forward so moving into um i want to i'm going to i'm going to jump over us to god um because this that us our, that uh, in how it relates to us toward God was such a I, I didn't know how it was going to come together and so I want to I want to hold on to it but I want to jump to um, God toward us we know this we know there's so many verses about the way that God forgives um, in Psalm 103 it, that's that verse that you've probably heard a million times that he he casts our sin as far as the east is from the west he puts them out when we come to him and we ask forgiveness we are forgiven, no more to be remembered against us. Um, in Hebrews eight twelve, it says, "Their sins and iniquity I will remember no more." In Isaiah forty three uh, and twenty five, it says, "I am He who blots out your transgressions. For my name's sake, I will not remember your sin." He, God does. God is not a he. He's not forgetful the way that we're forgetful, um, because. If he if if it, if it was that type of forgetting, then he could be reminded. We are often reminded of things that we've forgotten. Um, if if you forgot to pick up uh, paper towels when you went to the store, you would remember when you got back home. But this is not that type of forgetting. This is the I'm I'm not going to remember it against you anymore the same way that that we don't remember those things against those around us and against those that we love and those those our neighbor the way that we don't remember them against them. I still remember being hurt by people. I still remember that. Sometimes the pain I can still feel it. But to remember them no more is is not to say that I can't remember and it has completely disappeared from my memory. I have no conscious 
ability to remember it. But it's saying, I'm not going to hold it against you. That's such a beautiful thought to think of all the things that we've done, that God does not remember them against us, that they're as far as the east is from the west, that we are truly forgiven. And, and we have to have that. And if, if, if God remembered our sins against us, there would be no way to get into heaven. But he doesn't. He blots them out. He makes us white as snow. Those crimsons, uh, this crimson blood of Jesus washes us white as snow. Those, those, sin, those sins, the Bible says that though they were as scarlet, he washes us white as snow. He remembers them no more against us. And that is such a beautiful picture. Such a beautiful thought to know that, that no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how far you've gone, that in that moment, just one moment, God, forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. It's done. It's done and you're forgiven. You are forgiven. And when he looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see your shame. He doesn't see the iniquity and the, and the disgusting world junk that was on your life. He doesn't see that. What he sees is his child. He sees you as his own. And he, he knows what you've been through. He knows where you've been because he's, he's, he's got a plan to work it all for your good. And the Bible says that, that he works all things together for our good. So every step that we've taken, even the wrong steps, even the, the times that we missed it, he's working those things together for our good. So he knows where we've been. But he's not remembering them against us because what we deserve is for them to work for our our are bad, you know, are they, we deserve for them to, to work in the direction of those, those consequences. But yeah, God says, you're mine, you're forgiven, and I'm going to work this for your good. So amazing. So amazing. And so now to go back to us toward God. And when I first saw this, when I had the, when I, when I got to this one and I was like, God, how do how can I keep no record of wrong? You don't, you don't wrong. <laughs> and there is nothing you are, you don't fail your word. You can't fail. Um, in Luke one thirty seven, it says that no word from God will ever fail. Um, in second Timothy two thirteen, it says that if we are faithless, he still remains faithful. So God can't fail there. There, there, there is no way to keep a record there, you know, there's no option to keep a record of God's wrongs because God doesn't do wrongs. He only does right. So that, I was struggling with that. And I was like, how do I, how, do, how do I, uh, how, how, how do I pull this together? Like, how, do, how does this make sense, God? How, do, how do I work this in? Because I don't believe that you've given me this all the way through until this point, And now I'm stuck. And all of a sudden I realized that it's not necessarily how we feel about God, that we keep no record of God's wrongs because God can't do wrong. But it's that we allow God's forgiveness to help us. And we walk in His forgiveness. We walk in being a new creation. And we keep no record of our wrongs against ourselves. Um, if, I, if I 
if I use scriptures, I feel like that will explain it a little bit more. But in Romans 8, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for him who is in Christ Jesus. So there is no condemnation. And when we keep no record of wrong, when love keeps no record of wrong, we accept the love of God. And that is how we can, that is how we can truly love God is when we accept the love that he gives us. That, that, that we accept what he's given us and we, we don't allow the enemy to, to breathe condemnation in our ear. That we don't allow ourselves to wallow in self-pity and shame and guilt, but that we stand up in the righteousness of God and in who he has created us to be. That new creation in Second uh, Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore we are a new creation. Behold, all things... The old has passed away and all things are new. We are a new creation. And when we rise up in that new creation and we forget in in Philippians 3.13, it says, forgetting what lies behind and pressing on to the mark of the prize of the high calling. We press on towards that, that we, we keep no record of our own wrongs against us. Satan keeps records of our wrongs. Satan is the complete opposite of love, and Satan keeps record of our wrongs. Satan just loves to remind us on the daily everything that we've done wrong. He reminds us. He 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 comes like a a a. Um, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He comes to still kill and destroy. He comes to, to, to rip us to shreds and he comes to, to take our mind and to take our peace and, and to overwhelm us with shame and with guilt. But the Bible says there is no condemnation for him who is in Christ Jesus. We have been made whole. We have been forgiven. We have been made new. We are a new creation. We are his workmanship. We are called. We are set apart. We are anointed to do the work and the will of God. And keeping no record of wrong, love keeps no record of wrong. When we accept the love of God, when we accept what he has given us, that priceless gift of forgiveness, then we put all that behind us. And we step up out of that mess of our former selves. We step up out of the mess of the day. Every night, we step out of what has happened in the day because we're not perfect. And we, we fail. We mess up. But we step up out of it and we say, no. Behold, I am a new creation. All things are new. Everything of the past has, is gone. He remembers it no more against me. And I will not live in condemnation. I will not live in shame. I will not live carrying the guilt of my sin because the guilt of my sin is not meant for me to carry because it has been carried on the cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, he took my guilt. He took my shame. He took my sin. He took it all. And that is where it hangs. It is done. It is done. I don't have to carry it. And so I will keep no record of wrong. I will fully live in the fullness of God and the God is love and I will live in God and in love and love keeps no record of wrongs if he keeps no record of wrongs then I will keep no record of my wrongs I will use where I have been to bring him glory but I will not wallow in the the filth and the 
the self-pity of the things that, where I, that I've done wrong and where I have failed because that is not what he has called me to. And so I love that. I love that. I, I love the I, Romans 8, the entire chapter. I encourage you just to go and read the entire chapter because it is such a beautiful chapter. I have read those, those verses countless times, but to know that there is therefore now no condemnation. My, my, my mistakes throughout the day, they don't, they, they don't, they, they're, they're forgotten. And I don't need to hold on to them. I don't need to, I need to shut out the voice of the enemy when he tries to remind me of all the ways I've failed. Because God doesn't remember it against me. God doesn't, rem- doesn't hold it against me. When I come to God, he doesn't say, well, I appreciate that, that you are asking forgiveness, but now you know that you always do this. You always, you always, you know, you, you do this a lot. You know, you come to me at least once a week. God doesn't say, oh, sorry. We'll have to think about that. Just wallow in it for a minute. I won't, let me see how bad you feel. No, that's not what he does. He forgives. And he wipes our slate clean, casts our sin as far as the east is from the west. He is so full of grace and mercy. So no matter where you are today, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've gone through, you are forgiven. Stop holding on to those things of the past. Don't, don't hold on to them. Don't, don't feel like you have to, you have to prove to God that, that you're really sorry. Don't, don't, you don't have to, you don't have to, um, you don't have to earn his forgiveness. You don't have to earn his love. You don't have to earn your worth to him. He's not waiting for you to do enough right to make up for the wrong. It doesn't matter how wrong it is. He is a faithful father who forgives no matter what. So that is it for today, and I just want you to to rest in that, knowing that he keeps no record of wrongs, and to love others the way that he loves us, that we would go into every situation with a clean slate, a fresh start. His mercies are new every morning. Let our mercies for others be new every morning, because love keeps no record of wrongs. So no matter where you are today, tonight, this morning, wherever it is that you find yourself, if you haven't been told today, if you haven't heard it today, you are loved. God bless you.